When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on D&D&D, so the barn door slides open and you come face to face with this hulking creature in bits of metal and things that have been crudely fashioned into protective coverings for whatever this thing is. Oh, so it's tall. It is big. It is a big thing. It is wide and broad. It is dragging a very heavy, crude, maul-like weapon. I guess I'm going to summon Marta and see... What's up? Okay, so we're in a barn because we were looking for pumpkins. Sure, sure. There's this thing. Oh, yeah, there is. Look, yeah, he's pretty big. He's pretty mad. He almost killed me. I'm wondering, Marta, because you're a ghost, can you possess stuff? There's a pause for a moment where it just stands there. And then all of the metal falls off of it. <gasps> oh, shit. And this mask is vibrating and Marta's face is vibrating with the mask. There, there's no real sound that goes with it. It's just this image of, of this ivory mask with these glowing red eyes just vibrating back and forth. And there's a, there's a red glow coming from the backside of the mask that's reflected in the green glow of Marta's ghostness. And then the mannequin falls to the ground. But the mask Fine. stays floating in the air. Fuck. Attached to Marta. I guess now it's Marta's turn, or the mask's turn, I suppose. She's going to turn towards Fletch, who's standing nearby, and attack with her ghostly <gasps> greatsword. This is tragic. Making contact. You're hit with, Marta, this, with this ghostly sword. Uh, uh, you take 15 damage. I don't have a... Yeah, I don't even... I can't even half dodge this. So you used your... Oh, yeah. right. It's just once. Yeah, yeah once per fight or something. Yeah, you, you get like one of each of those things that we said. So, damn, yeah, all right. you can't just do it every time. What did I get I... hit with? Well, how much? You got hit uh, 15 with her, her ghostly uh, ah. greatsword. Can I can I jump back in? Yeah. I have a... Oh, wait, what? Well, yeah. I was gonna say I have a question. Sure. I just always am... I'm so unsure, like when you can do stuff out of turn, but can I like summon her back? No, Ooh. not out of turn. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yes, you can jump back in, fl- uh, Flack, if you want, because there are no more. Uh, there are no more other constructs because Margin put out the furnace. So uh, yeah, you can jump back in. Okay. So I'm going to cast suggestion. Okay. Okay, and uh, I'm going to suggest to Marta. Uh, Hey, Marta, uh, we are your friends. And, you know, the last time that you wore armor, it didn't end well. And you, you know, it, it left you in a very traumatic situation. So I think it would might be in your best interest to stop hurting your friends and just remove that that mask, that, uh, that thing that you're wearing. Because, you know, last time you were all armored up, you died. Wisdom saving throw. Let's see. On a failed save, it pursues the course of the action you described. Uh, you see, there, there's a struggle. Marta it tries to remove this mask. You watch her, her ghostly hand go up to the front of the mask, but when, uh, but when she touches the the front of it and and her fingers kind of touch the eye holes to like grab it and pull it off, there's a, a burst of red like flame-like energy that comes out and and she recoils her hand as if she just touched something hot. She repeats this a couple times, trying to, to fulfill the the, the effects of, of Flax's spell, but unable to remove this object. 
it's gonna be Fletch's turn. Fletch, you're right there. Um, I'm gonna try to take the helmet off of her. Okay. Is this a strength roll? Yeah, let's call it a strength roll. Let's do this like a grapple check. Never get bardic inspiration. Oh yeah. yeah, that's an extra d10. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna use bardic inspiration. Okay. Twenty nine. You're able to do what Marta could not. You pull, the same thing happens when you reach up to grab the mask. That energy bursts out of the eye holes. You take six damage from it. Why am I getting hit so much? (laughs) (laughs) With all your might, you're able to pull the mask from Marta. Marta collapses as if she's exhausted, which is weird for a ghost. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. (laughs) But then, Fletch, you're holding this mask, and you see there are some symbols carved glowing with the red, uh, this red ruby jewel tone carved in the back of the mask. It's something that you... uh, Roll a history roll. Mm -hmm. Nat 20. Okay. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) nice. Because Fletch knows Draconic. Oh, yeah. He recognizes that there are a lot of similarities between whatever this language is and draconic. It's not a dracon- full-on draconic word. You can't read what it says, but there are similarities to it. But like Chinese and Japanese characters look similar. Mm-hmm. Or like how like Russian has like some letters that kind of look similar to our alphabet, but then like it's not. Parts of it are, are familiar, but you can't read what it says. It's it's you recognize those symbols as being very very similar to to draconic. But make a wisdom saving throw. Wait, everyone? No, 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 just just Fletch. I don't oh. like this. I don't oh. like this. Net twenty. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I take it back. <laughs> Wait, hey, hey, I'm sorry. On the on the Beyond D&D or D&D Beyond, when you get a nat 20, does it do anything cool? Because I haven't rolled one yet. Is it like glow or anything? No. Oh, that's Aww, dumb. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's just a little <laughs> B. It's a logo that's a B, and I don't know why it's a B. Okay, hmm. Beyond. Oh, because I got Beyond a 20. Or, yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, you're you're when you turn out and you uh, turn the mask around and you recognize those symbols. Just you have a moment of clarity before you're compelled to put on this mask, but you're able to recognize this is the mask that is doing this, and mm. you're you resist it. And the force of will that you have to resist this magic puts out that glow. It Whoa. fades. The mask goes mundane, and you're holding an ivory mask with this carved symbol embedded, but no longer glowing. Guys, the light went out. I watched the light go out of this helmet. It's a, it's a mask. Of this mask. Wait, so what? Ha- where's Marta? Marta is collapsed on the ground as if she's exhausted. It's very strange. Uh Marjorie runs up and tries to take the mask from Stormy. You don't have to try to take it here. Look, take a look (laughs) at it. What's going on with this? And she compares it it to the note that she had. Is it the same? It's the same. Yeah, set of symbols. Yeah. I've got bad news. What? Arabella's dead. Arabella's dead in the barn. And she was holding this note. and And I show the note and I read it out loud for everybody. Apparently, this thing was supposed to help her out with farm work here on the farm, but doesn't seem like it did that. That's what it was supposed to do? Yeah, but I don't know what these words mean. It did a bad job. (laughs) Yeah, it killed her. Yeah, and... (laughs) And everything. Marjorie leads everybody back to the body. Okay. I guess I come back inside. (laughs) (laughs) Zabbos and Fletch are now nearly normal sized. Oh, oh yay! <laughs> Flack is normal sized for Flack. Marjorie, mm. you're still like five six or whatever. I said <laughs> cool. So this is uh, this is Arabella. This is the body. Yeah, you discover the body. She's wearing you know like farm clothes. Um, there are pockets that she has. Uh, she but it the the co- clothes are caked in blood. She appears to have multiple impact injuries. Uh, we can do some rolls if you want to inspect the body further. I just want to know yeah. when she died. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. 
All right, investigation. Yeah, uh, you see that there are, uh, there's like wood uh, splinters, uh, fragments that are embedded uh, in her body. Uh, all of the injuries appear to be on the front of her. Her back is is largely undamaged. She was holding that that note, so one of her hands is uh, kind of rigor mortis into a claw that mm-hmm. that margin kind of pried open a little bit. Her other uh, hand didn't appear to be uh, doing anything, pointing at anything, or holding anything, or anything like that. Um, you find uh, in one of her pockets there's a chain attached to a uh, small key. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And that is uh, that's pretty much it from the body. Yeah, it hurt real beat up real bad all in the front all at all points and With she's got these kind of like wood yeah like like embedded in these points so in addition to being impaled by all this shattered wood uh there there there's there there were clearly a lot of force behind can i tell how long ago she died not so long ago that like she started to decompose but long enough that she's in real bad shape. There's some bugs. Um, it's been probably a couple days. I'm gonna take mm-hmm. the key. Mm-hmm. When did okay? No, I. Oh. Damn it! Samus <laughs> is gonna take the key from Lunge. I just lunged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did the pumpkins roll out? According to um, uh, Ford. Y- Yesterday, I believe it was. So do we think that she died before the pumpkins rolled out? She would have died before the pumpkins rolled out. Do we see do do we see any pumpkins? No. Here's a part of a horse. <laughs> Marcia just holds up like a hodge. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh hey, Marta. Are you alright? Uh Marta does not react. Oh, hey guys, I feel like that was the most consequential Marta's been in any of our fights and that we kind of owe her for that one. It's so. the first time I've been ever impressed with something she's done. You're hey, lucky she's unconscious right nice. now. Really okay. I, I don't know. That's... I wasn't there when you guys met her. Yeah, well, just because you weren't there on the fun times with the Marta doesn't mean <laughs> you should be holding this grudge against her, this apathetic grudge, yeah, it's kind of this grudge of apathy. Extremely rude. Apathetic grudge. Oh. I'll keep my like mouth that. shut then. When it comes to Marta, maybe you should. <laughs> like, Marta just saved our asses, all right? And you did. Well, She's laying on the ground. Nobody's asses. even checked on her. Well, I, I just said, Marta, are you okay? And I go over to her and I try to put my hand on her. What happens there? It just goes through. I, uh, well, you know. <laughs> I just, I don't know what to do about. Like a ghost that's all fucked I know, you up. can't splash water on her face. Can I, like, su- summon her back into the staff? Yes, you can. Okay. Yes. Um, hope that is fine to do. Very slowly, the wisps of Marta's spectral body uh, re-enter the bone staff. Sabbath, so next hope- time you summon her, she's just going to plop out like a toothpaste. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. just, just slowly oozing out. Ew. She did get me pretty good in the chest. It wasn't her, dude. You can't blame her for that. Yeah. It was this mask, and I pick it up. Mm-hmm. Off out of my hands. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're holding it. It was this mask, and I point to the mask in Marjorie's hands. <laughs> and I put it to my face. Oh, mm. <gasps> nothing happened. Girl! Yeah, that was, I mean, a little too soon there to do that. It does look spooky, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go to the house. Let's go to our house. Maybe there's... Uh, pumpkins in there? The pumpkins, yeah, maybe the key. Wait, what if there's another big hoss over there that we have to fight? I feel like we just got our asses kind of kicked by that metal well, guy. Do you want to take a rest? Do you want to just ability. chill? Do you want to get some food? Do you want to, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go shopping? What's quiet. going on? I need to focus. Don't yell at me. And Marjorie uses her new understanding of the warm magic feelings to try to sense if there's anything else that be that's being um, affected by rune magic. Mm, yeah, sure. Or Not Arcana. Arcana. Ar- yeah. 
Can I roll again? Do you have... You've got uh, bardic what, inspiration. Would a D10 help? Yeah. Or is it yeah, let's, add, let's add a D10 to that. It's still like 10 minutes. What's 9 plus 7? 16. 16. 16. Yeah, with a 16, uh, you can tell that there's still some like residual energy vibe in this room, uh, in the barn. Um, it's fading. Even as you're trying to like feel it, it's going away. And you don't get any of that from the house. I relay right. that information. At the, at, yeah, at this at this distance that, that you can't feel any other vibes coming. I think we're good for now. Storby, are you okay? I kinda did a poo-poo out of your freak out. Yeah, how you doing, bud? You need me to cure some wounds or some shit? That'd be nice. I'm pretty hurt. Um I hurt quite a bit by a bunch of saw blades by Marta. Well, you should have not made so many loud noises. I got to teach you how to be sneaky. That's true. I yeah. need, uh, need some lessons. I, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at uh, level two. Okay. 15. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate you go, bud. that. I love the speed at which these numbers are coming now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm at 50 HP. Great. Thanks. Yeah, cumulatively, I bet that really moves it along a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. Saving like 30 seconds every roll. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Fletch is healed a little bit. You don't feel any vibes from the house. You found this key on Arabella's body as well as that note. Do you think, hey, Zabbis, you spent a lot of time in that room in the basement of our mansion. Do you think this key might fit it? Yes. <sighs> that's why is That's that, why I just went apeshit. What do you wait, think? She's going to have would, the key to our I house? I don't know. Well, just because. Wait, well, why would, yeah, wouldn't it open something in her own house? Yeah, I've never been a homeowner before now, but I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. <laughs> Maybe she was like a steward or something. It's just She's like, a in my... <laughs> Am I crazy? In my adventuring experience, if there's something like a locked door or something that's just going to drive me nuts until I figure it out, if I find something later that seems like it's the answer to that thing, it probably is. It just happens to work out that way. (laughs) And I just feel, I just have a a feeling. Listen, Zabbis, I know how excited you are about that. I just don't want to see you get disappointed. So I feel like maybe you should recalibrate your expectations and accept the fact that it may be a little unlikely that this little farming halfling has a key to a door <laughs> in the basement of a very ritzy mansion. Do you guys want to bet on this to make it more we fun? We met a dragon. <laughs> Dude, like, it... You know, uh, I'm not counting anything out. <laughs> All right. Wait, what was that, Fletch? Oh, nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we gotta stay on track, and right now we need to impress our neighbors with cool carvings. So, oh yeah, that's what we're doing here. Okay, sure. Let's uh, go to the, the house. Uh, I have a great idea, and I run up to the front door. I hope and he remembers oh, it this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you run up to the front door, and um, it's there is no front door. The oh. front door has been blown off the hinges as well as um, most of the shutters and windows on this first floor. Um, roll a I, uh, investigation roll flag or a perception roll. Either one. Uh, I will go with investigation. Okay. 23. Yeah, you see that uh, all of these, all of the the entry points, the doors, windows uh, have been destroyed from the out inside out um so glass and stuff has been blown outward the the door blown off its hinges coming from the inside so there is no door on which to knock well i knock on the um the frame yeah the frame uh greetings (laughs) does is the door anywhere to be seen yeah, it's it's not far away. Am I like standing is, next to yeah, the door okay, splintered yeah. at all? Like, is the door would the wood from the door match the wood that's in Arabella? No, not the door wood, but there are wood splinters embedded in the door in a similar way. Okay, yeah, because it just it's weird that everything's been ex- like kind of exploded, right? Mm. From the right. inside out, can we yeah. tell? 
uh, the splinters that are in the door, are they on the inside part of the door or the exterior They're on the part? the inside part of the door, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Marjorie sneaks in there. Okay, there is no answer, Flack, from your greeting to your greetings. Uh, and as Marjorie sneaks in there, are you are you trying to be stealthy? Should you roll a stealth roll? I am. I am. Okay. I don't think I need to, but it's just it's in case. Just in 16. case. Sixteen. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Um, the the it is dark. Uh, it, it is now nighttime, fully nighttime. Uh, and the storm still is swirling overhead. So. It is dark inside this house. Uh, it's it's a simple but but moderately significant structure that, put kindly, has seen better days. In addition to the damage to the doors and windows, it looks as though this uh, first floor, which uh, margarine as you enter this small foyer, uh, there's stairs uh, upstairs and then a living room to one side and a modest dining area to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the living room part, um, it's all messed up. There, everything has been. Uh, it looks as if uh, everything here has been damaged in some way. Uh, you, Marjorie, roll an investigation or perception roll. Investigation roll. I rolled a six, seventeen. Okay. Yeah, you can tell that the, all of this is coming from kind of a central point. Um. Uh, in the living room, uh, there's kind of like a blast radius, it looks like. Jesus, like someone was having a ball in here. Yeah, there's stuff uh, scattered all over. There's rusted metal tools. Uh, drawers are pulled open and broken. There are pieces of wood embedded in the walls, uh, in the ceiling, in the floor. Is it wood from around the house? Or is it like, where's this wood from? Roll nature, Fletch. All right, I will do that. 11 question oh 11 yeah it is non-native wood non-native wood you can determine that guys this is weird because none of the wood that's splintered all around is native to these lands here so to these wait so like not like that's not like what the house would have been built of it's not what the house would have been built of it's not what the furniture is built of foreign wood yeah Foreign wood, huh? Yeah. That's this is mm. weird. Uh beyond the uh the living room, there is a kind of uh small drawing room kind of thing. There's a harpsichord and a piano bench. Uh Ooh. it's some bookshelves that uh are have been, you know, thoroughly damaged. Uh most of the books are water damaged from time exposed to uh you know, now the rain coming in through the broken windows and things. Uh, There's the stairs upstairs. There's a small dining room and a kitchen and a larder. And then there's a door out the back of the kitchen that leads to like a backyard with a very, very broken down old greenhouse. That's the first floor of this house. I know that uh, uh, I'm having old, old brain today. I know that Hilly said that Arabella wasn't very good at caretaking her farm but this goes beyond it's like no one's lived here for ages hey everybody gressel here with a few quick announcements then we can get you right back to it well i guess these won't be that quick uh i'm just so used to saying that So this is a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Uh, It's finishing up the session that we recorded a couple weeks ago. Uh, And of course, we got the holiday this week. So this is a little bit of a shorter one. But I uh, tweeted out earlier that to make up for it, I would do a little mini Q&A session. Uh, So I'm going to answer some of those Twitter questions. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&DPod on Twitter and D&D&DPod on Instagram so that you don't miss opportunities to ask questions like some of these folks. Uh, So let's get into it dumbass rights on twitter <laughs> says uh now that we know about the harvest festival what's the situation with the seasons the same four are there natural disasters or is it mostly elementals and dragons and such uh yes four seasons uh i haven't really thought about natural disasters but probably yes there would be uh natural disasters because i have kind of established that science is is a thing it's not all magic uh, so there would be some natural disasters, presumably, that just occur because of 
regular science and not fancy magic. Uh, Shannara Valentino asks, if you were to make a pumpkin-based dish to serve at the Harvest Festival in a contest, what would it be? Uh, there is a pumpkin risotto that I had at a restaurant back uh, in my hometown in Southeast Michigan that was phenomenal, and I think about all the time, and I have tried to replicate. Uh, patrons uh, will get that recipe for my attempt at something similar uh, pretty soon. In fact, today, if you're listening to this to the day, the day it came out, I will be posting that risotto squash recipe. Uh, it's absolutely tremendous. It's just very time-consuming to make. But that's what I would make, and I would serve it in a little pumpkin, and it's delicious. Uh, the Ironbound Chess friend of the pod, Joel, was recently on an episode of The Ironbound Chess. Go check that out. Uh, asked, besides food, what are your sources of creative inspirations for this season? And is it majority different than previous seasons? Uh, everything's always a little bit different because it's what I'm taking in at the time that I'm working on it. Um, but uh, right now I have, for season four, I really have focused on uh, starting with the food and seeing where that takes me, and then from there, kind of bringing in other influences. But for this season, uh, I, I, and the end of last season, I suppose, I read the Witcher books and um, played the Witcher 3, and that was, uh, that's rattling around in my head. And uh, Over the Garden Wall, I recently rewatched, and that's, uh, that's influenced things a bit. I think Beth called that one out a couple weeks ago. Uh, so yeah, there's all kinds of influences going on right now. Uh, there is a voice in next week's episode that is influenced by something that I've been watching recently. And, uh, let's see if anybody can figure it out. If it's, if I succeeded in my voice or not, uh, tweet at us at D&D and pod next week. If you can figure out what I was watching that inspired that voice. Uh, Tilly asks, which character do you think has changed the most in season one? Uh, Juno, for sure. Let's not forget Juno. Uh, but of the remaining players, uh, I think Flack is really um, different in the best way uh, from where things started. And I think a lot of that is due to James really figuring out the character and how he wanted to play him. Uh, and I'm really uh, excited about the things that he's done. But every character has, has grown and changed in really fun and interesting ways. I love the way that all the characters have grown and what the players have done with them is such a, such a gift. Uh, Sanic asks, uh, have you ever dipped carrot in a Nutella? It's great. Uh, I just wanted to put it in a silly one. <laughs> um, no, I have not dipped a carrot in Nutella. I don't really like Nutella, to be honest. I'm not a big hazelnut person, uh, although I know uh, it's widely loved. Um, and I, and I do like a Ferrero Rocher, uh, around Christmas time, uh, which is just Nutella, uh, but in a small amount, I suppose. So maybe, maybe carrot dipped would be fine. I do love carrots. Uh, David Thompson asks, what do you think has been the biggest change between episode, I, I assume he meant episode one, uh, and now from a DMing standpoint, as well as production standpoint, um, can't wait to hear more about Flax Secret Chat with Madeiras. Ooh, interesting. Um, a lot has changed from a DM standpoint. I mean, uh, you know, so many hours into this, so much more work has been spent on it. I feel as though I've refined my process and continue to refine the process uh, so much. Um, the biggest thing is a lot more world building than I was doing at the beginning. Um, the calendar being a big example, like something I never would have thought of at the beginning needing, um, has been actually really helpful now. Uh, kind of same production wise, we've continued to refine the process, always changing, always trying to get better. Um, Kyle McLeod asks, what was the inspiration for the months and days? Are we looking at a 24 hour day? Yeah, more or less 24 hour day. I'm not going to mess with that too much. The months and the days, uh, come from mythology within the world. Uh, and I think that, I think some of the players have figured that out, called that out already. Um, but it will become more apparent if it is not obvious already. Uh, Bo Brooks asks, what member of the party would you want to be friends with in real life if you had to choose? I, I, all of them. I mean, there's so much of my real friends' personalities in these characters that I couldn't choose. Um... How confident, uh, just another writer asks, how confident are you in the writing of this season compared to previous? 
Do you feel like your storytelling is improving or staying the same? Uh, I absolutely do. Hopefully everyone agrees. feel like I'm getting better as time goes on. I'm really uh, personally enjoying the storytelling right now, uh, which is great uh, that I, you know, I'm liking what I'm working on. Um, and I feel really good about it. I'm really excited with what the players are doing, and I feel like we're in a, in a great place uh, going forward. Uh, Flesh Baby asks, will there ever be a Tansen Gerbert wedding? Uh, who knows? <laughs> I didn't expect them to buy a house. I didn't expect the Gerbert family to be characters, and here we are. So uh, we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, Tequila Mockingbird asks, if you had to choose an actor actress to portray the main cast, who would you pick? Oh, man, that's a big question. I don't know if we have time for that one. Um, yeah, there's there's no one really that immediately jumps out to mind because in my head, they've always been cartoons. Um, I've never really thought of this show as live action. So um, it would be a voice cast probably more than uh, a live action cast. Uh, Cherry Bomb asks, which city are you planning to visit next? Ooh, spoilers, we, we'll see. Or there are going to be quite a few episodes before starting a new one. Um, I, I, it's hard to say. Um, I, I've kind of set up the season a little bit differently this time, so the team will be driving the action a little bit more, and they'll have a few different options. So I, I honestly cannot say for sure where we'll be going next, but there are uh, a few choices, and uh, it might become apparent soon uh buh, buh. anarchist 61 says personally i love the idea of the fire elemental brothers being used as mansion cosmetics but if the party wanted to take the brothers with them on adventures and summon them in the same manner as marta would you allow it uh it depends it depends on the situation uh it depends how they would fit into the story uh you know i wouldn't want it to get too crowded and there would have to be kind of a narrative reason for it to allow for that kind of potential um, chaos gameplay wise. Uh, Jiggy Shark uh, asks aside from the departure of Juno, what would you say is the most emotional moment of the campaign for you? Um, for me, I really love playing the scene in season one with Koyra and Margarine in the temple in Galadoy, that or Galamathir. Uh, that really was a great scene that I think about a lot, and I really enjoyed playing that with Beth. Uh, Madeline asks, what is the dish that you've been itching to make for the podcast that gave you the excuse to try or, oh, that the podcast gave you an excuse to try, or is there any particular future dish cuisine type that you're going to fit into the story just so you can make it? Yeah, a bunch. All of this, a lot of this is an excuse for things I want to try because those are the things that are inspiring me. Um, you know, that kind of newness, uh, is, is really what the show is about. You know, we're making... A lot of this up as we go along, the, all the players are making up everything as they go along. Um, and that's that kind of excitement of coming from something new is such a big part of the show. Um, specifically, uh, I've been really curious about Scandinavian cuisine for a while uh, since seeing a, an episode of Chef's Table on Netflix. And that's something I'm excited about dipping my toes into. Uh, as well as citrus, there's a citrus-based thing um, down the line. Eventually, they'll find it, hopefully, and uh, I'm excited to learn more about cooking with citrus. Uh, Prism Catcher asks, what is the craziest thing you guys want margarine to do with the old people language runes? Oh, man. I, I'm sure we can't even predict what Beth has been thinking of in terms of how to use the old people runes. Uh, so I, I couldn't even begin to hazard a guess. Uh, that which L says, if James, Chelsea, Beth, Mike, and yourself were all transported to a fantasy world and were assigned D and D classes based on your personalities, what would they be and why? Um, I think I think the players are all kind of right. Like, you know, an a, an archer type fix fits for Mike. Uh, um, for sure, we've we played archery tag a bunch, and and I know that that's. Something that uh, that works for him for sure. He looks good with a bow in his hands. Uh, James has has the personality for sure uh, to pull off a bard, and Chelsea is definitely the brooding magic type. Um, Beth, I could also see though going more uh, more fighter than rogue, and really being the feisty whirlwind one. Um, but and then I I I don't know. 
I don't really know what I would play. I, as a player, I'm always drawn to druids, but um, I could also see, you know, being a very, oh, my cookies are done, um, you know, being something a little bit different and more boring. Being, I'd, I'd be the tavern keeper. Um, Sewer Nuts asks, what's different flavors of hard candy does margarine keep on her? I don't know if the flavors are discernible anymore. They've been around for so long. Um, it's, it's just old dust, lint, lint flavor. Uh, Christian Holmes Skyrim asks, would you rather DM a group of four really bad players or be a player in a game run by a bad DM? Uh, I would definitely rather DM a group of bad players because everybody starts as a bad player and you're only going to get better from there. The potential, uh, and the growth is what makes this game exciting. Um, so there's really no such thing as a bad player, just a player, uh, at a different point along the journey. So, so thank you everybody for your questions. Uh, I hope you enjoyed those answers. Uh, follow us on Twitter for things like that. I do them. I've done a few of these randomly from, uh, throughout the run of the show. Uh, and yeah, I want to say thank you to some of our patrons. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Jessica. And thank you, Harley. Thanks to all of our patrons who support us over at patreon.com slash dndpod. Uh, and that is it for me. Thanks, everybody. Have a safe uh, and, and responsible holiday uh, and, and do what's fun. Do we really know anything about Arabella? Arabella? No? What her deal was? Well, I'm going to try to find out. I am going to cast Legend Lore, a fifth level spell, but to help me cast it, I'm going to sit down at that harpist cord and try to play a little uh, a little song that <laughs> just feel feel the warmth of the strings or like notice which strings are worn more than others oh, on this harpist cord. Just, harp yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, notice which keys maybe have more dirt or wear on them to try to figure out which uh, notes have been played a lot and try to play a song similar to one that may have been played in the past here just to bring to mind some kind of uh, very, uh, knowledge about Arabella. Very interesting. Am I playing D&D right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so uh, you name a person, a person, place, or object, so you're naming Arabella. Yes. Uh, so... Um, Let's see. The lore might consist of current tales, whatever. Uh, the more information you already have about the thing, the more precise and detailed the information you receive is. Uh, so you basically get to ask me about this, and I'm going to give you information about Arabella. Okay, so you are communing with the harpsichord. Interesting choice. Mm-hmm. And you are trying to get information about Arabella and about what was played on this instrument. And as you're feeling your way around the keys you get a sense that this instrument has not been played in a very very long time Mm. um it is massively out of tune it is uh covered in dust the the keys that do have a little bit of wear on them uh it's a simple the the notes can be assembled you know, Occam's Razor, the most simple tune that you can play with them, uh, mm-hmm. is a is a you're familiar with it as like a child's tune, like a nursery rhyme, like a like a Mary like had a, a little yeah, like Mary had okay. a little lamb or something like that for sure. Um, and you're getting a you're getting a vibe of Arabella that she wouldn't have been the person playing this instrument, but she would have been watching it. But again, not for an incredibly long time. You get a sense, though, that this is something very important to her, nonetheless, that she's still there's something about even though the instrument itself has not been played. Arabella has paid attention to the instrument and and uh, the seat that you're sitting on, which is a very well made um, bench. It's it's hand carved. It's ornate. It's the it's probably the most the instrument and the and the, the seat are the most ornate pieces of furniture in this house uh you also now are able to tell that uh as you're playing and you're kind of feeling the shape the kind of specter of arabella behind you as you're playing uh you notice that there is a shape uh outlined 
in the the instrument and the wall behind it of splinters. There, that 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 maybe this is where she was standing. Oh, okay. Uh, like a silhouette of splinters. Right. Ugh. Right. Okay. Uh, and we uh we determined, uh, or it seemed as though Arabella was of around the same age as Marjorie. Yes. Yep. Okay. She's a halfling, uh, mm-hmm. around the same age as Marjorie. Um, trying to see if there's anything forgotten stories, secret lore that never has been widely known. Uh, isn't a if the thing you named isn't of legendary importance, you gain no information. Yeah. So that's kind of it. That's all you can get. Okay. Ha- okay. This like whole scene. Does this look similar to me to the shop that I found that was all messed up, like in terms of damage or... Ooh, roll Arcana. A critical fail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, no. No, that was a fail. Yeah. Uh, No, it does not. Um, but, But also outside of that, outside of searching for any kind of deeper meaning... You don't have you don't smell that same kind of acrid acidy smell. There's no burning smell in here. It's it's force damage of some kind. But yeah, it, other than that, like, yep, it, it's fucked up. The crime scene was fucked up. You're you're mm-hmm. not you're not able to draw any parallels. OK, well. I'm Do assuming I that whoever played this instrument once played it for Arabella was possibly a child uh, or be- other beloved figure of Arabella who probably passed away in some sort, leaving the instrument untouched, yet Arabella longing and uh, uh, emotionally attached to the instrument and the stool, which is where she may have been reminiscing when reminiscing when she was killed by the blast, which if you look here, and I point to the silhouette, <laughs> happened here. I mean, also wow. when people purchase instruments like a piano or harpsichord like they're gonna no one ever actually plays them that's rich people (laughs) arabella was a that's true farmer of the land and i don't think would have wasted money on something just for show i mean i'm still gonna check under the bed for her secret cash but (laughs) yeah we should actually see if we can find the box or something that this key would fit into I'm telling you, it's the door. Oh, well, oh poor Zavis. Poor Zavis. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I almost just choked on popcorn. <laughs> Can I look at the key and see if it, like, if I stick, if it, like, I don't know, design wise sure. or just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, roll investigation. 11. Do you want to use your bardic inspiration? <laughs> yes. Okay. That's a D10. Four. Uh, okay, so fifteen. Uh, yeah, with fifth, with fifteen, you can see that the um, the style of the handle of the key, which is a small key, um, appears to match the filigree on the piano bench. <gasps> mm. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is there a? Do I see a lock anywhere on the harpist cord or the bench or anything? On on the uh, underside of the seat on the bench, there is a small lock, a small yeah keyhole. Let's stick that key in there, Zabis. You want to do the honors? It's unlocking something at least. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like an appetizer. Yeah, yeah like it's a, a little appetizer. Yeah, moose boosh. Okay, make your mouth happy. Okay, you open you you put the key into the lock uh, on the piano bench, and it clicks. And unlocks, and uh, the bench lid opens. There's some sheet music for some simple songs. Uh, they're marked up as though somebody was receiving lessons. Ooh! But there's also three envelopes. I, I take one. Okay. Roll a d six. Four. I'm going to send you this letter. There are two more envelopes in addition to this sheet music. I'll take one. Okay, roll a d6. Or roll a d4 now, I guess. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. D4. Two. Okay. And then there is one left. (gasps) Marjorie gasps. I'm going to take the sheet music. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm messaging this to you, Mike. Cool. Zavis, do you want to take that last? 
Oh, I thought you were going. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. And then Chelsea, I'm messaging this to you as well. Is the sheet music cool? The sheet music, sheet music. It's for okay. it's simple. It's for simple songs. Some of uh, you know. Do I know them already? Uh, a couple of them you do. A couple of them are more specific, kind of like Moonshadow Halfling folk songs. Oh well, those will be good to add to my repertoire. Okay. Would uh, you know? Would uh? Would people at the festival maybe? You know, they probably would. <laughs> there you go. Got it. <laughs> Can I try to snatch the letter out of Stormy's hands and read it? <laughs> oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Like, what would that be? Stealth of Sl- sleight of hand, sleight of I hand. suppose. <laughs> you can't sleight of hand me. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just, see. He just holds it up. <laughs> I'm tall. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Oh, Can I oh, <laughs> roll? Roll, uh, roll a a um, dex roll. To contest it, Mike. Just straight dex? Dex save th- saving throw. Dex saving throw. Good luck. Margarine. 27. Oh, oh, he hangs on to it. What are you doing? <laughs> Let me see it. You Let gotta, me see it. What, you can, what, <laughs> don't, don't have to act like a child. What's Let going on? It. Well, hold I need on. to see <laughs> it. I'm not done reading it. Well, then finish it and give it to me. All right, I'm done reading it. And I snatch it away. Yeah, I, I, was, just, I was handing it to you. <laughs> Jeez. What are you discovering? Why are you so in- interested? This is just like, this is like this uh, Madame Arabella gentle sprig got duped. I throw this, I throw his letter on the ground and I run to Zabbis and I what? snatch their letter. I pick mine back up. <laughs> what the, f- the hell are you doing? I put my sheet music <laughs> safely in my pocket. <laughs> uh, same thing. Uh, roll a sleight of hand and then Zabbis roll a uh, dex saving throw. Should I send this to Beth? Should I send this right up? I, I got you it. You did? I okay, okay. Yeah. 26. 20. Okay. You, 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 successfully, 30, 20. you successfully snatch Zabbis's. What the? And I read oh, it. My. Oh, ah! <laughs> what? Oh, Marjorie sits down on the ground. Stormy, your letter's trash to me. But guys, guys. What? My name isn't here. What? What? Wait, what? Oh. Oh, what? So you just, Marjorie, you just said your name is in in these papers? Yeah. Like another Marjorie or like you, Marjorie? No, Sticks, my my last name. Oh. Dearest Arabella, I've discovered something. Which one should I read first? Uh, (laughs) This one, mine. I'll read mine. Uh, Dear Arabella, my time away from you is agony. Whatever. How long I once uh, feel your arms around my neck and enjoy your horny, I get it. Alas, my research demands my attention focused elsewhere, but fear not, for my absence will not be in vain. I swear I will prove you're as special to the world as you are to me. I've graced the gentle Sprig family. No, I've traced the gentle Sprig family to earlier branches and have thus far found connected ancestors with strong bows, flat planks, small twigs, and an offshoot branch called sticks. The world continues, uh. however, and I must be away a bit longer, uh, but I'm still horny for you. <laughs> it's this my name. It just said sticks. It's not like it said margarine sticks. It just says That's- no, but I think she's got a point there. How common is that last name, though? Good question. DM, have we? How do we know how common that is? I wouldn't know. With here, so with uh, halfling names, uh, what you would know, Martrin, is that uh, in the the Moonshadow Valley. So being a city halfling is definitely, um, you know, let like the fact that you grew up in Knights Pass is not common. Um, it's common for people to move into the city from from the the valley, um, but you know. To, to be the kind of urchin that you were is is not a, a common thing. Most halfling last names uh, in the area are compound words. Gentle Sprig, Strong Bow, um, Good Stye, uh, wh- what's Gord's? Gord's was Patchfine. Patchfine, yeah. The, yeah, the fact that your name is simply sticks, sticks is uncommon. Um, and 
probably something similar to the way like in Game of Thrones you have like snow and stone and and you know mm. rivers and things like that. Mm-hmm. It mm. it denotes a kind of less than uh lineage. Uh, like yeah. Yeah. I thought I was trash. <laughs> so you might not be because the letter that I read that you discarded uh was talking about the, it's I write to you from did Didridin Ancestry Society. They research genealogies of this world from this age and age of legend. And there it goes on to say, are you destined for more? Have you ever thought you're a legendary hero? Uh, and then it said, return the enclosed questionnaire to your local postmaster and in two to four months, find out if your suspicion could lead to fame and fortune. So it's... What? It doesn't it's, say it, that. It, I would have held on to it if it said me. that. It did, it did say that. And it says that at the end. <laughs> What? Oh wait, it does. I didn't get that far. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> does it also say you can copy this drawing exactly? And you can go to art school. That's, yeah, it started out pretty serious. Where I was like, okay, the Didrin Ancestry Society, but then it got to the whole like, give us money, return this, and see if you're rich. Well, Flax letters that horn dog again, and. He says, as I poured over what? tome after tome here in the squalid excuse for an academy, I found the proof of all we've been discussing. Your line is indeed something more than simple farm folk. You are just as special as I always said. More so, in fact, you come descended from heroes, adventurers, mystics, and I shouldn't say more in a letter. One can never be too careful. I will return soon, dearest, and we can celebrate this discovery in person. Guys, I need to stay here and be Arabella. <gasps> yeah, do you look like her enough? Dude, I got a disguise kit! D&D&D is a Spotify-exclusive podcast written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, James A. Janice, and Chelsea Rebecca.